From Learfield IMG College, this is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. Bryant Heating and Cooling. Whatever it takes. SC Needham Jewelers. Where Utah gets engaged. And by Wingers. They're freaking amazing. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This coach tries to get his hearing back. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm fine now. Yeah. My man blew my ears out, but I'm good. There you go. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, crazy ending, crazy game in uh, in uh, in Fresno. You get out of there with a W. That's the first time I'd been in uh, I'd been in that stadium. I didn't know you had to walk all that way just to get to a, to a locker room. Yeah, but it, it used to be a lot worse back in the yeah. day when they uh, they didn't have that little down the ramp. They didn't have the little cover over it, right? So you went about, instead of 300 yards of people yelling at you, you went about 600 yards of people yelling at you that went got worse and worse the closer you got to the stadium. So, yeah, it's quite the ramp. They probably said some interesting things, too, along the way. Oh, yeah. 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 I talked to Pat Hill the night before, and we were talking. It was a funny story. So we were sitting and communicating, talking to him down in the hotel lobby, and he said, you know, the worst part about that was the uh, they've covered that up where the fans go down, but I, I like it now better because, you know, I don't get yelled at as much. He gets the radio and all the stuff. Yeah. And I said, you used to get yelled at, Coach, and he told me a story. He said, yeah, when we – Kellen Moore was the quarterback and Boise State. Boise State beat him in a close game, and Kellen, he talked to him after the game. And uh, so they walked up there to, up the tunnel together, and Kellen was like, man, these fans are always on me when I come here. And he says, come and walk with me and let me see you, see how it goes for you with what, for me when I go back up this tunnel. And I guess he just got crushed. So they, they, they're passionate fans. Let's just put it that way. So uh, I, I know there's a lot of people uh, wanting to know about how that game went down and certainly some big performances down the stretch. And we'll talk to Aaron Dalton, who was on the hold on that kick, and, and some of the things that went down. But, you know, fourth quarter – and it's going back and forth, and, and it looks like Fresno's got all the momentum offensively, and then your offense is clicking as well. Are these the kind of games from a sideline? I mean, I'm enjoying calling it. I know a lot of people are enjoying watching it. What's it like watching a crazy back-and-forth game from your perspective when you're just hoping guys can hold on and make a play or two? Yeah, every, every game takes on its own personality. And, you know, it was awesome to see the offense get up and roll, right? Yeah. That was great for us. And it was uh, they, they, they picked a great day to do it in a conference game in that setting, in that situation. And, you know, defensively we were struggling against a very good offense. I don't think we can forget that. Coach Tedford is a great play caller. He's a great strategy guy during the game, prior to the game, um, and they have some really good players, and they, they did some nice things, and I still I think the quarterback is exactly what I thought he was before the game. He's a gamer. Yeah. He makes plays, but it, it, it's definitely hectic. You try to, you know, you want to keep one side of the ball, get them, hey, how do we get it a little better? What adjustments can we make? What can we do to to do some things to get us out of drives and, uh, you know, have them punt the ball and or, or just simply try a field goal in the, in the red zone would have been nice also, and we had a hard time getting that done, and then, you know, the offense was clicking and rolling, and then we got up four then they reel us back in in the third quarter. We come back, and um, I was just really proud. To me, that whole game just kind of puts the whole season together for this group of kids. They're, they're tough, and they're together. 
and that it took all it took toughness and it took togetherness to get through that moment in those settings and the situation especially when you know you go forward and there wasn't there was never any woe is me there wasn't anybody who felt panic they just kept on playing and it's really it's a credit to the kids to battle through it it's hectic as a coach but you just try to make good decisions and educated decisions that allow them to be able to have a chance um, or the best chance to win the football game and that's your job as a coach at that time well, I've always, I'm, you know, like I've, I've told you a few times, I'm always fascinated by the decision-making process, and, and it's a lot easier to talk about it now since you won the game. But, you know, you send the field goal unit out there. It looks like you're going to go for the field goal and go for the two-point lead at that point uh, from the one-yard line, and then uh, you shift gears and send the offense back out. What was that conversation like? Well, we, we kind of went back and forth, and there was a lot being discussed earlier in the drive as far as if we do score a touchdown, you want to go for two to get the lead up to the touchdown because we've been up by five, then we got up by seven if we go by two. and yeah. So those discussions were taking place. And then, you know, getting to the situation to where it was fourth down, we communicated about it a little bit. We thought it would get definitely reviewed so we would be able to hopefully buy some time, um, you know, set the field goal team out there. And, and we did get in a spot where obviously the clock will stop so we could – communicate about it which we uh felt pretty good that that was going to take place at that point um and then it wasn't really you know once the time stopped and and we were in that position it was let's go for this thing and see and this the the thought process was if we kick a field goal we've we've struggled to stop them yeah um and you know they've just got to kick a field goal now and they beat and they they go ahead at least they not beat us but they go ahead again if we do get stopped right there then they've got to turn around and we've got a chance that they'll run the ball more so than throw the ball so that was the mindset far less aggressive no doubt no yeah. They're going to they're gonna pound the ball at you and try to keep that clock rolling and make you burn the rest of your timeouts, and away you go. And, um, you know, then they, they walk off the field with the one-point victory. So, um, you know, good communication, I thought, with the staff in that scenario and the situation to just, you know, put it all out there on the table, discuss it, figure it out. And, you know, I, ultimately I figured we, we would go for that, and we want to get it. We didn't, but it all worked out, and it was just some great plays made, you know, by the offense uh, when they got the ball back after we – Got that stop and they had to punt. There were some really good things the offense had to do, but the play that was made by, you know, Jacoby and Chris um, on the uh, on the third down was fantastic. And the play by Shaq on second down to, you know, he didn't make it by I don't know six, eight, ten inches. Yeah. Um, and then we we're able to make a huge play. So it's just, again, it's a credit to the kids to just keep on battling. They're together. They have a tight fist. I ask them to just, you know, keep a tight fist, and the coaching staff's done a great job. Just stay together, keep on fighting and battling. It's never been a problem for this team. It was fun to see it. Well, and, and you know, and you get two guys, and you're hard-pressed hard uh, to, to find two guys that epitomize Utah State football more than Chris Unga and Jacoby Wildman, and uh, those are the two guys that made the biggest play of the game. No doubt. Two seniors and in a spot to where, uh, you know, they made, they made a great play, and Chris knocked that guy back and – Got the tangled, the tangled up feet there a little bit with the running back, and you know, next thing you know, here comes uh, Jacoby to smack him. And you know, Jacoby, one thing Jacoby's never going to do is lack any effort to the ball. Now it was yeah. right tight in the line of scrimmage right there, but that kid, he's going to come after you with a purpose every single day. So it's great to see some those seniors make those plays in those moments. And um, yeah, it was, it, it was uh, when that kick went through. You know, I, obviously, I think we all feel very good when that goes yeah. through. I've said it all year long. That those those kids are special teams is going to win us games, and quite frankly, special teams has played a major factor in uh, why we're four and one in conference, an absolutely huge factor. You go back in the San Diego State, the the, the field goals. Um, you know, you go back to obviously the game winner there, plus the field goals. You go the same. It was the same thing. Colorado State, huge plays, kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, it's been gigantic, and um, it's awesome to see those special teams kids be involved in a positive way. I mean, you said it back in spring. I remember having a chat with you that. Dominic Eberly will win us mm-hmm. a game or two this year. Yep, yep. And he's 
He's probably already done that, right? Yeah. Um, he had, he's won the game winner, but you can't forget what took place in San Diego State, like yep. I said. And, um, you know, those four field goals in that game were absolutely huge and gave us a chance to be able to get a victory there. And, yeah, that's that's two tough places to go play football games and win, going to Fresno and win and going to San Diego State and win. And um, he was a huge part of that, which uh, I figured he would be. And, you know, that that's a trio. We can't ever forget that. We've yep. got those three guys out there together that are, are definitely a unit, and they're a three-headed monster when they go out there, and that three-headed monster expects to do the action well and they've done that i've always uh, you know it's always nice to give love to the uh to the holder and the uh, long snapper too because more often than not the only time you call out their names is when something bad happens no doubt no doubt and that's you know aaron's done such a great job of just accepting that role and yeah he'd like to be back there punting that football more than anybody knows but it hasn't taken that place he's been a great mentor he's here tonight he deserves to be here he's a huge part of this football team and you know he's the one that put that snap in the perfect spot because the kick couldn't have been i mean those goalposts could have been six feet wide and it have gone right down the middle of yeah it. can't ask for a better kick than you that. could not uh also on the final drive too a lot of composure you ran the ball well yep. uh jordan was careful with the football uh no turnovers in that game and i know it was a as a defensive-minded coach, that's something that really means means a lot to you, knowing that you were uh, you had a good third-down percentage in that game and you didn't turn the ball over. It really does, and you know it's uh, late in those games, in those settings, in the scenarios when we've needed it, we've been able to get those yards. You know, running the football fairly effective, and you go back to Colorado State, we did it. We got ourselves yep. in the position to run the ball down there in the fourth quarter and run it. San Diego State, same thing. We came back down and had a chance to. Uh, well, <laughs> it was good. We yeah, ran yeah, the ball, yeah. right? Yeah. There you go. Today. We'll leave it there. So we won the game. Yeah. So we're all good. And, uh, you know, this game was the same. We were able to execute, get ourselves down in the position. The kids held their composure and, you know, just, again, kept on fighting. And uh, their eyes were right. And it's, it's, it's really gratifying as a coach. Um, to see the kids in that position and just keep on battling with each other and keep on fighting. I can't, I can't even really explain what that feeling's like, but it's, it's very gratifying to see a bunch of kids that it doesn't matter what's in front of them. It doesn't matter what they face. They're going to keep on battling and they're because they're so tight. They're just so tight together. And it's, uh, it's awesome to see. And it's an awesome feeling. You and I mentioned this a little bit after the game too. Um, the, the lessons you take from individual games and hold on to them and then go back to those when you're dealing with some adversity later on in the season or later on in somebody's career. Yep. These are moments that you can reference and say, that happened there. I can take that. I can do this because I know I've already done it before. No doubt. I and mean, that's, you know, football comes down to a lot of times it's a, it's a play here, it's a play there. And, you know, I told the kids today after the game, just make sure you understand after practice, excuse me, the details. And our coaches do a great job of coaching the details and mentally stay within the details. But on a Thursday practice, you don't know what that play is that's going to make that game go your way. Yeah. And we've had four of them in conference that there's been a play here or a play there. Some fantastic individual efforts some details that we've studied that we've worked with the kids to make sure they understand the kids execute them that wins football games and um, you're right you can take from the bad you can take from the good we've learned a lot from our losses also well I think there was uh, there was some concern there coming off of last year when and I know you you don't want to get into strengths and weaknesses of teams within the conference but there are a lot of people that thought okay you just replaced UNLV San Jose State and Hawaii with Fresno State Nevada and uh, and San Diego State. I mean that that's a that's a rough trade off. And you went three and zero in those games. Yeah, and uh, you know it looks like uh, I imagine all all three of those guys are going to find their way into yeah to bowl games. And uh, it's it's crazy how many teams in this league are going to be bowl eligible as we as we move through. But uh, those those are three good football teams. They have some proven wins, and we were able to get victories against them. And those are quality opponents, and we knew they were going to be tough games, and they all proved out to be tough football games. 
Well, I got to imagine if we go back to August and I say, Coach, you went two and zero in Fresno and San Diego State. Yes. You're like, bam, let's take it. <laughs> yeah, that let's do be, it. That's that's not easy to do. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We'll take a closer look at the Wyoming Cowboys. What to expect from that team as Craig Bull's team rolls into Logan. Also, a little bit later on, you have a chance to ask Coach a question. And of course, we uh, look forward to catching up with some of the players as well. Riley Burt's hanging out with us as well as Aaron Dalton. As we're live here at Wingers, it's your Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield. IMG College. It's also your chance to show your Aggie pride at any Wingers location. Use your Aggie Visa card to pay for your meal and receive a free dessert. Plus, you'll be entered to win an Aggie football package, including tickets to the next home game. Stop by any USU or Golden West Credit Union branch to pick up your Aggie Visa card. I don't know how much this guy deserves it, but congratulations to Randy Robbins. He wins everything. <laughs> being selected like every day. As this week's winner, USU Credit Union, Randy will be reaching out to you to redeem your prize. Go Aggies. This is the Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. Live here at Wingers. Love for you to come by and hang out with us here in the Cash Valley Mall as Utah State gets set for a showdown against the Wyoming Cowboys. Wyoming's a really interesting team, and they've changed a little bit with uh, with the quarterback injury, but uh, this is a team defensively that you played some really good defensive teams this year, Coach. I think I think Wyoming might be right up there with the best of them. They are. Um, the numbers would say that, and you throw on the tape, and it would say that also. Very aggressive defense. Uh, they like to play man coverage. In fact, that's their favorite. If you ask their corners what, what coverage they want to play, I'm sure they would say man coverage. They do a nice job of disguising different types of blitzes, especially in the you know, third down scenarios. So you're going to have to earn your way. It's a very aggressive defensive front that gets after the quarterback, and the number of sacks that they have on there would, uh, would show that. So you know, this defense has been built within their system for, I think this is six, this Craig's sixth year. So yeah. uh, you know, they've done a nice job of building it and getting it where it needs to be. And off- and offensively, they're a team that uh, you know, wants to run the ball and be physical, and uh, they want to pound you, and they want to wear you out, and they've – they do a, a pretty nice job with that. They always had the quarterback injury. This quarterback has played a lot. It's not like they're bringing in a freshman that's never played before. This guy's had a ton of plays. He started a lot of games for him, and uh, he's a good he's a good football player as well. So, we'll uh, we'll definitely have our hands full with the uh, with the Cowboys, and their record shows they're a good team, and the film shows that also. So Sean Chambers was the quarterback that played a lot, um, and he he's your second leading rusher on this team. Uh, even though he's missed a couple games and will miss the remainder of the season. But what's interesting, Tyler Vandervall comes in, and they don't use him as much in the designed running game as they did with Chambers, correct? Correct, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, potentially throw the ball a little bit more and uh, get the ball moving around. The run game is a little bit different. It's more of a, I guess, more of a <clears throat> running back uh, flavor of, of a run game. Um, instead of really designed around the quarterback, they really – you know, like the other kid to get out and, and run the ball, and he's an extremely good athlete. So if you remember, he came in last year uh, watching film. I saw that and they came into the Utah State game last yep. year and, you know, gave him a really good chance to win the game. And we, we have to, you know, this is, a, this is a team and this is the defense. This is the structure that, you know, we, we need to go out and produce on the offensive side and say, hey, you know what, we, we can play against man coverage. And on defense, we need to play a heck of a lot better than we did a week ago. If we do that, We'll be in a very, very good football game. We'll have a great opportunity to have a victory. If we don't, it'll be a struggle. So I'm excited to watch this test because I know our kids are excited about it. I know the coach has done a great job of preparing. Um, But it will be a huge test. So when you're up against a defense, and you go back to last year, Wyoming, Colorado State, those are the defenses, uh, Boise State, that uh, that offense last year struggled against. And then they kind of set the blueprint for some of the things that uh, uh, teams have thrown out against you this year. Mm -hmm. So when you look at – 
what you want to do, and I, you don't have to go into too many X's and O's and give your game plan, but do you change a little bit who you are schematically, or do you just say, we just need to execute better? No, I think, well, you, you, you definitely look and say, okay, how are we going to – you know, structurally get better at beating man coverage, regardless yeah. of the opponent. And that's that's gone on. That's the staff's not – I'm not doing that. The staff's doing a great job of getting that done on the offensive side of the football, and, and they'll work out a plan. And that starts with, you know, it starts with protection. It starts with the routes being to say, hey, this is how long we're going to be able to hold on to that football. And we've talked about it many times. Jordan knows he's going to have to get that ball out fast. That's what this offense is about. Secondly, it's about what do we do well as an offense. And then thirdly, it's about getting the ball to your playmakers. And then finally, it's about adjusting the scheme to not burden the kids with slowing down their feet again because their brain is cluttered but to add a couple wrinkles that'll make us be a better football team and I think we've really done that the last two weeks on offense with the addition of the empty stuff some of the fly sweep stuff and we'll continue to build on that that it makes us a better offense and it gives you a chance to get the hands in the ball the playmakers last week COC caught 11 passes okay I mean that's 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 what you want to see in those opportunities is give your playmakers a chance to make plays and uh, that's that's what you know, good coaches do, and we have good coaches, and they're going to figure out the ways to be able to get that done. So that'll be the challenge. But, again, we haven't cracked that code, whatever that combination is, to be able to say, hey, it's man coverage, we're going to line up, and we're going to take advantage of it. We haven't cracked it. And, you know, you mentioned it's, it's gone on for a while around here, so we need to find a way to be able to get that done. You know, also, too, their defense is – they're about average as far as creating turnovers. But offense – but their turnover margin is plus 10 yes. because their offense doesn't turn it over. They've they only possess, turned it over yeah. five times this year. Possess the ball very, very well, right? And then I think that's kind of the, the MO of, of, of the team. It's, so we're going to grind this thing out. We're going to pound you. We're going to, you know, take care of the football. And, um, you know, on defense, it's, it's kind of really is a surprise to me as many free hitters and as many sacks as they have because a lot of those sacks that they have, I mean, they're hitting the quarterback right in the back of the head. Um, yeah. And because there's some there's a lot of different kinds of blitzes that they do, and I, I like the way they play defense. They line up as high risk, high reward. So, um, but they, they've done a great job in the area of turnovers. There's no doubt, and they've been good in the red zone. So a lot of what they do with those blitzes also confusion too. Sounds like yeah, they're coming from all over the place. They are, and they'll they'll come up and they'll put six guys on the line of scrimmage and strategically place out. If you've got four wide receivers out there, they're obviously going to have somebody out there covering those guys down. So that takes you to ten, and then there's one more guy out there that's going to be roaming around to you know put you in a position to be a safety or wherever he's going to go. And there, it's it's not just the one blitz they run; it's the combination of all the blitzes. And I remember when I was a defensive coordinator, I heard that all the time. It was like. You know, it, as the year goes on, it gets harder to prepare because there's a new blitz, there's a new blitz, and a new blitz. Well, what the offensive line coaches are going to sit down there, and Coach Woods is sitting there on Tuesday night looking at every single one of them saying, which one are we going to do? And that's where you can't, you can't get overwhelmed. You've got to look at it and say, okay, we'll find a way to be us and not worry about what they're going to do because you know they're going to have something different. It's a good scheme. Um, but you have to prepare against a good scheme, then you've got to beat a good scheme and give ch- kids a chance, and I think we'll get that done. How did you feel like your offensive line performed last week against Fresno? Good, good. You know, they protected the passer um, much, much better. Jordan did his job of getting rid of the ball on time, and his receivers caught the ball on time, which in turn really helps an offensive line to be able to say, hey, you know, this ball is going to get out. We didn't have batted down balls, so that means they're doing a nice job of keeping those hands down where they need to be. And, you know, I think the run game, you always want to look, and everybody wants to look and say at one play we're on the six-inch line you can't score. Well, you can't judge a whole football game by one play. Um, and we did run the ball effectively at times. We know who we are. I think the offensive staff, 
uh, again, is doing a great job. And so are the kids of adapting and understanding, okay, this is who we are. This is what we can do good, so let's make sure what we do good, we work like crazy to be great at it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I've seen great improvement with those kids, and they cycle through. Um, they're hard workers. There's grinders. They can take tough coaching and, you know, TJ's going to coach him hard, and it's just it's, a youth is not going to be an excuse for him ever, and it's not going to be an excuse for those kids. And they battled through it, and, and uh, you know, they, they've grown up. And every single week I just see steps being taken in a positive way. Now they will be challenged, very, very, uh, very big challenge this week, and I know they're excited about it. I know we talked about the stop of the one-yard line, but you had uh, three drives. Uh, well, I'm going to count the one at the 21 on the 21-yard run by Bright as a touchdown in the red zone. I know technically it's yep, not, yep. but uh, you had other two other drives finished with touchdowns in the red zone, yes. which is something I know this team struggled with this year. Yep, it is. It was great to see them get those touchdowns, and you know, you always you, you want to score them all touchdowns. That's not realistic, but to get into the spot to where we were we were much, much closer to where we expect to be as an offense and where the kids expect to be and the coaches expect to be. And, you know, you, you, you need to score points. And that's the name of the game. We, we, we have the offense that we have. You know, you need to be able to stay on the field, click it down the field. If you're going to get off the field quick, then we've got to score quick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's how we play. And that's how we've worked this whole year to get those kids in that position. And it was good to see them get in the red zone and punch some of those in the, in the end zone for sure. So uh, if you're a fan of, the, uh, of college football, over the last, you know, and if you're probably, uh, you know, in your 30s or 40s, you remember Rocket Ishmael. His son's playing for Wyoming. Yes. How's that for a blast from the past there, Coach? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm 42, so I remember that. I just turned 43, so <laughs> Good there you go. You. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, he is, he's out there on the field running around. And, Does he have um, his dad's top-end speed there? Um I don't know. I don't know how – he's fast. I don't know. His dad, dad was probably, obviously, he was the rocket, right? Yep, yep. So, I don't know. If he's that fast, he'll probably say he is. If the kid was sitting right here, he'd probably say I'm faster than dad. Looks like they don't use him much in the run game. But uh, passing – and, again, you look at their receiving yards, it's interesting because, I mean, they're not Wyoming – or, I mean, Air Force in terms of not throwing the football, but there's not a lot of pass attempts there. Yeah. They really keep it on the ground. Well, they do. And, they, again, they want to be physical. And their identity is to be a power football team. And – you know, they're going to run power out you. They're going to run counter out you. They're going to bring in sometimes as many as three tight ends and pound you with those three tight ends and um, get after you. And then they'll spread it out a little bit. And, you know, this, uh, you know, last week they made some big plays in the yeah. Boise game and the throw game. And, you know, it, uh, it kept them right there in the game. And that game went back and forth. And they were toe-to-toe with Boise. You know, they were – it was a physical battle on both sides of the football, and there was not a whole bunch of give and take. And obviously, there was one field goal that was give and take at the end that uh, won it for Boise State. So this is—it's a good, you know, tough physical test for this football team. Also, um, with this Wyoming team coming in here, what? Uh, how do you coach physicality? Well, the, the the best way to coach physicality, in my opinion, first it all starts. You know, in I the guess, off in the off seasons, yeah. that's that's number one. Probably number one is recruit physicality. It, it, well, it is, but you can build. We're a developmental program. Yeah. And we love to we love to say that we are a developmental program. So I think a lot of that goes right back to physicality part. It comes with confidence. Um, and you know, our our goals, and this is a crazy goal. It's not an easy goal to obtain. But you know, with with the football teams, when we've ever been at our best, we've had thirty kids that can squat five hundred pounds, and we've had thirty kids that can bench two hundred twenty five pounds twenty plus times. And that's where we want to be. That I think that makes you a physical football team. But I think when you practice and you're that strong, you don't have a choice to not be physical because you're going to tap out because you're going to get beat up every single day. And yeah. a lot of coaches say, hey, you know, it'll make the game easier because we're practicing against the best guys and our guys are good and all this stuff. 
and I agree with that. When you play against good players during the week, it's it's a little bit easier on game day. But when you play against physical players during the week, it's a little bit you know less physical on game day a lot of the times. And um, so I think that that physicalness is toughness. Toughness is confidence within your scheme and your teammates, and that grows. And I think it's the off season that does it. And then how you practice throughout the year. You know, we still go nine on nine for five minutes every single week, and that's the offensive line against the defensive line in the run game basically. And we do one on one wide receiver DBs. We do a team pass situation. We do a team run situation good on good ones on ones and uh, not as much as we do on you know the first four weeks of the yeah. season but we're, we're pounding that hard now so you you have to keep that uh, physicality edge especially with the, the young crew you want them to keep not losing their technique playing against good people is that fairly unique no i don't think that's fairly unique i think we're uh you know we we try to be as, as careful as we can um it's it's not unique to me it's always been like that everywhere we've been as an assistant or as um we've always tried to keep that identity and you know but you got to remember i grew up under coach max so that that means you're gonna you're gonna bang around i mean that's the way it was and i played for him so eat what you uh, kill yeah exactly yes so uh that's an interesting point too and and i think it's when you create a a culture and and the culture of physicality and toughness and, and sometimes you know once you once you as coaches install that then the players just kind of feed off each other, correct? Yeah, yeah. and then I, you try to hire coaches that have that too, right? I mean, TJ was with Rocky Long, right, for, yeah. for a long time. And TJ grew up, and, you know, that's the offensive line coach. And, you know, uh, Bo J and Al, the defensive line coach, Justin N is a tough guy. So I think it's kind of how you, you know, and every coach says they're a tough guy, but are they really a tough guy? I don't, I don't know, but we'll try to always hire, you know, that a little bit of some toughness in there to install it and instill that into the kids' hearts and keep them grinding. But – it, it is a it's a definitely it's a learned behavior i think you have to be a tough team to win a championship you have to be a physical team obviously very talented and sometimes the ball has to roll your way but yeah i think you have zero chance to be an effective football team if you're not tough-minded and and your your physicality is up where it needs to be to be able to help you be able to win a championship coming up we'll uh hear from you if you've got questions for coach we'd love to hear from you get your thoughts as the uh, aggies get set for a showdown against wyoming coming up this weekend also coming up a little bit later on a chance to hear from the student athletes as well you're listening to the gary anderson coaching show from learfield img college Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. Scott Gerard hanging out with the coach, Gary Anderson, coming up here in a bit. We'll chat with Aaron Dalton as well as uh, Riley Burt as a uh, chance to catch with those young men. Uh, you know, it was funny. You and I were talking a little bit about special teams, and I thought you had a I thought you had some youngsters that really stepped up. Enoch Niwahine, I thought, was uh, one of those guys that came in and made a couple of big plays on special teams on some tackles. Yeah, Enoch came in, did a good job. Cleo Nevis came in and did a good job also, too. Young freshmen came in, ran down there on the kickoff team. And, um, you know, Enoch is, is moving into some – doing some really good things. I think he's going to be a special back. He's going to be a special player. And he's one of those guys where he said, okay, now do we redshirt him or do we not? Yeah. And, and we did it. And we did it for the reason because he needs those reps to be able to get into a position. You know, is he going to get in there and play at running back? No. We've got, you know, Riley's here tonight. We got, you got G. Bright, and obviously you got Jalen. But uh, Enoch's opportunity to be able to be involved in special teams will really help him grow. And he's playing a bunch on special teams that allow him to get into spring ball and, and understand what he needs to do with his body, right? Um, yeah. You know, he's another one of those kids. I coached his daddy back in the day a million years ago. So um, Enoch needs to look a little bit more like uh, – 
a little bit more like Riley when Riley takes off his shirt than more like his daddy. Enoch's still got that little baby fat on him. We need to get off. I hope he's listening to me and he's not eating some white rice right now too. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because, you know, you talk about special teams and guys making their way. That's, that's where a lot of these guys are going to cut their teeth a little bit with this there, team. There's no doubt. And there's nothing, like, there's nothing like winning a fight and being in a fight uh, and giving you a better opportunity to be productive within a fight. And that's exactly what those kids get when they're in those positions. And, and they get coached just the exactly the same way on special teams that they're going to get coached by a position here. And that's Coach Collins. And he's going to coach them hard. And every coach is going to be involved. And you can't hide on special teams. You know, some places I guess maybe you can a little bit hide on special teams because it's, it's not as important as the offense and the defensive side. But that's not the case. He is He's all over them. Um, he's all over the coaches to make sure that they – are doing the right things, and that gives a kid like Enoch an understanding, you know, of, uh, you know, A.J. Carter is another example. Yeah. He's another true freshman that's come in. Those kids are in, in his office, in Coach Collins' office, at 1.30 every single day looking at their special teams tapes. I don't think that happens at very many places in the country. I could be mistaken again, but I, I don't see that happening all over the place. Those kids are, are begging to get on those special teams, and that's, again, it's a credit to Coach Collins and the young kids wanting to compete and play. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for your chance to your chance to ask questions. Let your voice be heard. Uh, we got a question over here. Go ahead, sir. Hey, coach. Yes, you have the cutest kids in the world. Thank you very much. Bam. I agree. <laughs> uh, when we're lining up for that field goal, I think I bet everyone I knew a million dollars we were going to miss it, and I just couldn't think of anything well, else. Well, we other. do have a past, so right. <laughs> well, I was thinking of Wisconsin 2012. I couldn't get it out of my mind. Yeah. I'm curious what the thought process is of a head football coach. When you send your players out there in a clutch moment like that, do you think, oh, I hope he makes it? Or what's your, what's your thought process during that? You know, I don't know uh, if I really have a thought process. It's kind of getting into the minute and the situation. And when it comes down to you know it's the last, the last kick, you've just done so much to try to help them position themselves to get in that spot and, you know, make sure that you do everything to um, – not have disaster strike. The first thing I do when I saw that play, I just want to see how they're lining up, if they're bringing all 11 guys pressure. And, and they didn't, which was a little surprising. There was the, They really only brought about nine guys, and there was a two guys kind of waving their hands in the air. So um, that was that. I felt a little better about that. And then you just hold – yeah, you're nervous, a little bit puckered up in those situations. and But you really, when those three kids go out there as a tandem and those other eight guys follow them out on the field, I, I feel really good about the chances that that ball is going to go through. Um, but the feeling when they make it is and go win that thing is, you know, the first thing for me is, Keep your old fanny away from all that celebration because you don't need to get knocked out out there. So stay out of that a little bit. And then number two is just it's just it's, it's such an awesome feeling to see those kids be able to celebrate and enjoy each other and work so hard to get a victory like that. So uh, when you because you know I was trying to rack my my mind a little bit with Everly, I didn't remember and and he confirmed it. There really never was one of those big time five seconds left kick the field goal, tie, or win the game, you know, kind of those situations for him. And so I asked him, I mean, you know, how do you prepare for that? And he said, well, we do some things in practice, but what as a coach do you do in in fall and during the season to try to replicate pressure on kids? Well, again, we'll we'll do that a lot. Uh, We'll bring them up in uh, during – 
camp uh, during the season at certain times and scenarios and just say, okay, there's five seconds left, you got to kick it. And, and the kids make that way more obnoxious than it is on game day, regardless of the noise or whatever, because they put him in a little tunnel in the close quarters and, you know, yelling at him and whatever they're doing to get in his way, causing some problems. And, and you, try to, you try to create a competitive environment for every situation you possibly can, and, and we do that for the kickers, um, you know, uh, do we do it all the time, every single week? No, but Coach Collins puts them out there in those those quick situations, those quick scenarios where you come out and say, okay, you know, it's uh, we got to go, we got to go. You got ten seconds left. You got to sprint off the sidelines and kick the ball. Um, Coach Collins does that every single week with the kids. Got another question. This should be a fun one. Yes, go ahead. Hey, Coach. Um, Hi, Aaron. <laughs> so we were kind of wondering who would win in a fight between uh, Coach Salt and uh, Coach Frank. Ooh, that's a good. Um, who's, who's the first one? Coach Salt. Oh, okay. Yeah, Coach Salt, Coach Frank. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I, I think the first – if so let's just say it's a two-round um, two one-minute fight, okay? All right, I'm going to give the first round to Junior just, just an edge, just an edge the first round, but then Frank will bludgeon him in the second round because Junior will run out of gas. So I'm going to go that, that Frank could get him in the end. Okay, so I'm, and I'm going to follow up. Could you, uh, if you were promised uh, the Mountain West Championship, could you take them both on? <laughs> For how long? Because uh, I'm going to lose. Uh, yes, I would, but I'm going to lose. But how long do I have to get beat up? <laughs> uh, you got to take them on for, for a whole minute. A minute? Yeah, sure. I'll, okay, I'll take their best shot. I can bite, and I'll, yeah, I'll do I, I, I'll, I won't have any problem cheating. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, in that setting. Some yes. below the belt. Thanks, Coach. Yes. Really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Shots. <laughs> Whatever we got to do. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, before the BYU game, somebody was asking Kalani about uh, about because there's so much familiarity between the staffs and if he could put a team together. He goes, I think Justin could give me a few snaps. He goes, Frank certainly can. Yeah. He said he couldn't anymore. Yeah. No. But, uh, I, I guarantee we, if, we, if we put our staff one-on-one in a ring, I wouldn't be in the ring, but if our staff goes oh, in the ring yeah. and, and against anybody in the country, we'll bludgeon them. Oh, yeah. you've got by far the most intimidating-looking staff in yeah. college football. Yeah, yeah we, we would definitely win. If it was just to get everybody in a ring and the last man standing, yeah. I, I guarantee you we're national champs. Oh, I, oh absolutely. Guaranteed. Absolutely on that one. Guaranteed. Um, all right, any other questions, feel free to raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you as well. If not, uh, we'll let Coach get out of here and uh, a chance to chat with Aaron Dalton. Maybe we'll ask him the same question about about the team as well. You know, who are the who are the toughest guys on the team? And yeah. who, Aaron, look at him. He's pointing to himself. Aaron's like, I'll go. Let's go. <laughs> Specialist rule, bro. I like it. Hey, thanks, Coach. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. There go you Aggies. Go. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Utah State Aggies. Coming up next, Riley Burt, Aaron Dalton, straight ahead. Right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Wingers. Love for you to stop by uh, and uh, hang out with us. We'll be here until uh, after about another 15 minutes or so. And then remember, coming up next week, we'll be here as well. Time to... Uh, Focus in on our player profiles. We get a chance to chat with a couple members of the Utah State football team. Aaron Dalton, kind enough to join us, as well as uh, Riley Burke. Gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All right. Aaron, man, uh, obviously a tremendous punter, but uh, but the injuries have kind of added up to the point where unable to un- unable to go. How difficult and how frustrating has that been for you? Man, I don't know. It, it's crazy. I've really – I've been – I don't know, very blessed my whole life. I've yeah. never really had any injuries, hadn't really had to do anything like that. And then last year we kind of battled for a while with the back problems, and then it got to the point where we could no longer – I mean, I couldn't even I couldn't even bend over to try and touch my toes. 
And so we got it fixed. Everything went really well. I mean, it was really awesome. The, the training staff, the doctors, the coaches, everyone was great. And, I mean, Coach A was, I mean, was kind enough to put his faith in me and, I mean, offered to bring me back with not knowing who I was and very fortunate about it. And everything went well throughout the summer. And then that first game against Wake Forest, we yeah. go out there halftime, swing the leg, just same exact thing, just like a knife right in the spine. And as soon as it happened, I was like, man, like, like are you serious? Like, we, yeah. I think it was exactly, it was like one year and a day passed since i got surgery wow so i was i basically got the one year deal um but yeah very frustrating um really sad but at the same time i mean once once i got past that and kind of stopped feeling sorry for myself once again very grateful just to be a part of i mean a new coaching staff a great coaching staff a a new team um a lot of new guys we brought in that i i mean i didn't know um and just very very fortunate to be able to be with the team and uh i mean share the success with them Riley, let's talk a little bit about you and your, your path. Obviously, you start down at BYU. You come up here uh, for this season. What was that transition like for you, and what went into that decision? Oh, it was all pretty quick. Um, so I announced I was transferring and talked to a couple of schools and stuff. And then Coach Collins and Sanford started talking to me. And then uh, Coach A called me that week, said, we want to have you up on a visit. So I came up that weekend, offered me, committed. So it, was yeah. all, it all moved pretty quick. So you're like, you know what? let's not waste any time yep. because and, and this is this is kind of home for you too yeah yeah i grew up in uh Manaway, like 30 minutes away from here so, so went to box elder high school right yep box elder b by the way <laughs> there you go learn something new every day uh so uh has it been kind of fun to play a little closer to home yeah it has been i have a lot of friends coming to the games and stuff i see people in the stands i know so that's all kind of cool all right so aaron I'll, i want to circle back on the uh, the field goal so a lot of people don't know the holder until something bad goes on or something goes wrong. This is very true. Your name did not get called. I mean, I called it. I said, <laughs> you know, we, we laid it on who was the snapper and who was the holder. But but it was kind of nice to know that uh, that snap came back, right? You got the hold down, laces out, everything, and uh, it went through. Just how – tell us about your role in, in, in a situation like that. What was that again? What, what, what kind of role – no, no, you're all good. What kind of role do you have – and what what are your preparations for a pressure moment like that? Oh yeah, as a I mean not even just holding but punting, kicking as a specialist, snapping. I mean it's a very unique role on the team. Um, what we do is is a lot different. We get one shot. Yeah. We go out there and it's almost. I mean we know exactly what we're going to do out there. It's not going to be a different route. It's not going to be a different throw. Yeah. For me, I'm going to look at Pata. I'm going to give the tap. I'm going to catch and set it down. And I've I mean I've been taking snaps from Pata and the other snappers for. I mean, five and a half years Yeah, you now. guys have a lot of done history. It, done yeah. it quite a few times. And, I mean, you just got to go out there and don't make too much out of the moment. I mean, when you go out there, it's the same snap that we're taking in May with just the battery out there. No coaches, no players. Just no muscle fans. memory at that point. Exactly. Yep. It's almost um, – if you talk to Pata, he'd tell you that it's very mind-numbing. So when he sits there and he snaps, he snaps, he snaps, he's not even thinking. He's just going out there and reacting. And I think as the kicker and the holder, it's it's the same deal. Um, so you just go out there and, I mean, I look right at the ball and that's all I look at, yeah. set it down, and then let the crowd tell me if it's uh, if it's good or not. And when uh, I'm holding for Dom, it's it's usually a good thing. So. And uh, when the crowd goes quiet, you probably have a big smile on your face. Absolutely. Huh? In in Fresno's case, it was it was very very quiet, and that is one of the best sounds in football. It's awesome. We love playing in front of the, the Logan fans, but when you go yeah. on the road and you beat someone and when they don't you, have anything to say. 
Oh yeah. When you shut up a home crowd like that. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's uh, what's it like? I mean, Dom's as good as anybody in the country. Lou Groza Award finalist. Kid's a special player. What really jumps out as a as a fellow special teamer? What does he do well uh, that may fly under the radar that that goes into him being as good as he is? Yeah, I you know I don't I don't think it's really anything specific. It's just how good he is at everything he does. It's his work ethic and it's his attention to detail. He, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the spring, the summer, or if it's the game winner. He he goes out there and it's the same kick. He doesn't yeah. let the moment get too big. He grinds in the off season and makes sure that he um, is going to be successful when his team is relying on him. So I would just say work ethic and attention to detail. All right, so Riley, uh, let's talk a little bit about this offense. And, and it's unlike a lot of other offenses out there. Uh, the speed in which you have to play. Um, how how difficult of a transition was that for you? Um, the speed part was a big transition. Yeah. It was really hard. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I came in maybe a couple pounds overweight and not as conditioned as I should be. So um, we ran a lot in the off season. That kind of got me right. But yeah, it's a quick moving offense. Um, definitely keeps the defense on their toes. Do you, uh, is it something that you eventually, I mean, I'm sure it was tough at first, as you mentioned, but now is it something that you enjoy being a part of? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, for sure. It's um, it's a fun offense. It moves really fast. So, yeah, I like it. Outside of being at home, what was it about Utah State that said, this is where I want to finish my college career? Um, Just the confidence the coaches had in me and, like, how sure they were about me. So, other schools was talking to me, but they was kind of just talking. Yeah. And Coach A called me up, said he wants me here this weekend, so. Coach can be a bit of a salesman. I mean, he's, he's hard to turn that guy down, I would imagine. <laughs> a little bit intimidating, but, but I see, I see. <laughs> uh, when you, uh, to, you know, I, it's been fun watching watching you be a, big, uh, a part of this team and a big part of what they do out there because uh, I got to imagine there's, that, that's quite a running back room. When you got Bright and you got Jalen, you got yourself, you know, Enix coming up and he's an up and comer. Uh, there's there's a ton of talent in that room right now. There, there for sure is, yeah. We, we have a good time in the meeting room. Um, get a lot of work done, but we also have our time to, kind of talk and hang out yeah is it a how's the camaraderie in that group it's great everybody's friends with everybody we don't have no beef or anything everybody's good <laughs> well you know and because you know you guys you all want your carries and you all want your touches but but i get the sense and you know look i'm on the outside looking in i get to hang out with you guys a little bit but i mean i i you can tell that you guys are generally rooting or genuinely rooting for each other to be successful yeah for sure um yeah we're all we're all for each other and that's how the, I don't know, that's how the room is. All right, so talk a little bit about these last few games. First off, let's let's let you go X's and O's here a little bit. What jumps out at you? Because you see this Wyoming defense, they're stout against the run. They are. They have a top 20 defense. Um, so, really, our, I think our tempo is going to be like what the, the X factor for us. Our tempo, how fast we move the ball, and big shots down the field. And then, of course, uh, special teams is big as well. And I know you've helped out in that special teams unit. Coach talks about how important those are. And, uh, you know, that, that's probably a situation where that could win or lose this game coming up this Saturday as definitely, well. Definitely. Um, if the offense or defense isn't having a great game, special teams is somewhere where you can pick up, pick up the team and stuff like that. Momentum swing. Talk a little bit about uh, on the, uh, on the, on, on, from your perspective, special teams obviously going to be huge. Man, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any coach out there in the country that, uh, that is more passionate or uh, gets everyone more motivated to run down the field on special teams than Coach Collins. I'm telling you, that guy, that guy is the man, and he brings the juice every day. 
doesn't matter what time it is, what day it is. Um, I feel like we're absolutely prepared. And I think the thing is, is everyone loves everyone loves playing for them. They love yeah. running down. They love, I mean, special teams. I haven't been a different school, obviously. But here, ever since I've been here, it is an absolutely an emphasis. And when the kids on the team buy into it, that's usually when we have successful seasons. And I think we bought in. And I think we um, were able to change the game last year in Wyoming. Savon had that... Yeah. Uh, the kick return and that absolutely affected the game and I think we're going to go into it expecting to have another opportunity to uh, change the game. You know last year it was kind of a combined coaching effort Uh, there wasn't a quote special teams coach and everybody kind of seemed like they helped out Mm -hmm. to a certain extent it's got to be not and and it was successful it was no disrespect to to what they did last year but this year it's got to be nice to have a guy like a special teams guy that you can go to. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and last year, obviously, I wasn't around a ton because I was a uh, I had surgery at the beginning yeah. of the season. But I mean, Coach Collins, he absolutely had his hand in. I mean, I mean, he'll he'll do whatever you tell him, and then more. And I think he had quite a big hand in it last year. But yeah, especially now when when you walk in and he's at the front of the meeting room for every single um, special teams, he's I mean, absolutely. I mean, plays a huge factor, and it's nice to be able to buy into one guy and his technique. All right, final thoughts, keys to the game. Riley, we'll start with you. What um, do you guys need to do to get a W on Saturday? Score, score in the red zone, finish drives. Love it. You got it. You, you want to jump in on this? Um, I'm going to say uh, let's not send out the punt unit very much, and let's just <laughs> go uh, Let's see, look for 31 on the field. <laughs> I like it. And when you're holding, holding for extra points, not field goals. How about that? Let's go. I yeah, like it. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, if, if there was one guy on the team you would not want to be in, a, uh, in the cage with, who would it be? Man, uh, first thought, I'm going to have to go with either Chris Unga or uh, Halle Motuapuaka. I mean, Chris is probably bigger, but I just Halle is kind of scary, man. I don't know. I would, <laughs> I would never want to be on his bad side. I don't know. Well, gentlemen, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, it. that wraps it up for us. We'll be back with you next week. Remember, the game coming up on Saturday. Basketball game tomorrow. Another basketball game on Monday. They're coming fast and furious. It's a great time of year. Aggie football coming up on Saturday against Wyoming. You're listening to uh, the Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. On the Aggie Sports Network, this has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by Ford. Go further. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Wingers. They're freaking amazing. And by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.